Welcome in. This is another episode of Two Cents Sports Talk. I'm your host Adam Gatulak, and I'm joined with my co by my co-host Brian Crum. What's up, Adam? Ready to talk some football, man? I am. I am, and we're going to talk about the AFC North tonight. So there's three teams that are more than likely going to make the playoffs, but two teams have a shot at the division. That's the Steelers and the Browns. They play Week 17, um, and the Ravens. They're out of the playoff. Are they out of the division race right now? But they ha- are have a very good chance to make the playoffs. So with that, I'm going to pass it off to Brian, and he's going to give us an overview of uh, what we're expecting and a little, little bit of the scenarios that uh, we may may see. Yeah, well, you already laid it out pretty perfect there, Adam, for a big picture. But uh, coming off of Week 15, going into Week 16 of the NFL uh, regular season, we've got the the Cincinnati Bengals giving the big upset to the to the Steelers on Monday Night Football. So an early early Christmas present to those Cincinnati locals, including myself, because they're kind of my second team, especially whenever. Uh, they're beating the Steelers. So mm-hmm. that's definitely helpful. So with that said, uh, like Adam said, the Steelers are still locked for the, for the playoffs, but that opens up this, this race for the AFC North championship because uh, that, I think they had a lock if they would have beat the Bengals, right, Adam? They, they did, yes. Yeah. So that was, that was actually a big door open for the Browns to win, to win the division. But in, in simple terms, the Steelers are in the playoffs, but to win the division, they need to do one thing. They just need to win one game. They need to either beat the Colts, and they can still lose to the Browns in Week 17 and still win the division. But uh, the Steelers need to win one game. So for the Browns, you need three things to happen. You need first the Steelers to lose to the Colts. Colts are sitting at 10-3, and three, and the Bengals that they just lost to were 2-10-1 were at the time. So, and the Steelers are on a three-game lose streak. They started off hot. They were 11-0, but now they're on a three-game lose streak. So, uh, going into that game against Indianapolis, that's, I don't know if I'm feeling very confident about that one being a lock for, if I'm a Steelers fan, that's mm-hmm. for sure. And then, um, they have the Browns in week 17. So the Browns, then the second thing the Browns need to have happen though is not only the Steelers lose to the Colts, but also the Browns need to beat the Jets. And the Jets are 2 and 13. They, they had a, a big win here recently, but that was uh, kind of to the shock of the organization and the fan base. And I don't think they like that because they're no. losing their odds at Trevor Lawrence. So I'm not feeling too worried or too concerned about the Jets. Now they might be riding a little bit of a high. Some of the players who, who don't care what direction the organization's going in, but I, I still think that with how the Browns are playing after seeing, especially how the Browns are playing in their past game offense, I think that I feel good, uh, and our defense. I think our defense has been playing pretty pretty well. I think our secondary's finally starting to step up whenever we see Harrison and Joseph in there in, war, in a healthy ward back there. So uh, I feel like that's a pretty good chance of that being a dub. And then we would third need to beat the Steelers, who are sitting at eleven three right now. So uh, it's not impossible for the Browns to win the division, but they they need three things to happen, and the Steelers just need one thing to happen. So it's definitely I think five thirty eight has it at seventy three percent chance the Steelers win the division, twenty seven percent chance the Browns win the division at the moment. So. Um, it, it will be interesting to see how that plays out. 
Adam, what are your thoughts, especially, you know, with where you thought the Steelers were going into this week and where you think they are now and kind of the same with the Browns in Baltimore? Because for Baltimore, yeah, we I didn't even touch on Baltimore, but I'll just put it out there. They have a 0% chance if they lose both their games to, to make the playoffs. So um, they have an 85% chance if they beat Cincinnati and lose to the Giants. But then they have a 38% chance to make the playoffs if they beat the Giants and lose to Cincinnati. So it's kind of interesting. But what do you so think, Adam? My overall thoughts, yeah, thank you, Ryan. My overall thoughts are, you know, it's a Steelers-Browns division, obviously. It's going to be one of the two. But they're both trending in different directions. The Steelers are trending downward. The Browns are trending. You know, the momentum's going yeah. down. are completely different. Steelers' momentum's going downward. It seems like there's almost more pressure going on. It's like, okay, they're tightening up. They're... Not as loose. There's drop passes. They're first in the league with drop passes, tied with the Dallas Cowboys with 27. So it's not very good. That kills drives, especially with a team that's passing as much as they do. They're not throwing the ball downfield, but Ben's getting rid of the ball faster than he ever has. But he's also not throwing the ball very far downfield. And Can I ask you something right there, Adam? Because yeah. that, that seems surprising because I feel like everybody thinks that the Steelers have this incredible uh, wide receiver core because they, they have Juju. Mm-hmm. Smith Schuster, they've got Claypool, they've got uh, DJ. Um, who else do they got? Isn't there another one? Claypool, James Washington, James Deontay Washington. Johnson. Um, uh, they have- yeah, so they've got so they've got four solid wide receivers. Like if if Washington is is your fourth wide receiver on the depth chart, mm-hmm. you're probably doing pretty good. Eric I mean, Ebron, he was a second round pick, right? I think he was third round. Oh, he was second round. Yeah, because James. Yeah, he was the third round pick or second round. Yeah. Second round pick. Okay. Yeah. So, so that said, what what what's up with the drop passes? Because I really don't know about that. It's um nine of them are Deontay Johnson, which is a third of the team's total. I think he just has the case of the drops drops easily. It's just consistently dropping the ball. I don't know what's going on. It almost is like a snowball effect where you get like you drop the first two passes. I think of um of the Baltimore game and it's just like okay what's going on they start tightening up and it's just it's just really isn't working out but he's he's starting to he performed last um on Monday night a little bit better he I don't think he had any drops and he was playing a lot better um making going up and actually making plays and whatnot but that's just drive killers um 27 drops is way too many and it's a lot of it's happening um uh, later in the season, just at, than at the critical points, at the critical points as well, and like Deontay Johnson, he's more of a possession possession guy, so that's really hurting us in the sense of like when you are third down, you're looking for someone who can complete a pass to. Deontay Johnson's typically the guy you're going to look for, and he also leads the team, or he's not doesn't lead the team. He's second overall on the team for um, receptions. He has 77. Juju Smith-Schuster has 82. So wow. it's just um, looking at that, you see, he, he's a focal point of the offense. They all are, but. The amount of drops we have, especially with the short passes, it just really kills drives because you're not going down the field um, as much, which means you're just having to work the ball. Each play matters. So if you get behind the sticks and you're not throwing the ball downfield, it's harder to get it, um, get a first down. So that kills the drives. And that's what we're seeing a lot of uh, recently, which is pretty frustrating um, because the receiver core is really good, but they're young. It's a really young receiving core. You have the veteran Juju Smith-Schuster at 24 years old leading the receiver right. core. So it's also, they're young guys and they're figuring it out. And it's harder whenever you're playing. The last three weeks, teams have been playing and pressing the um, pressing with playing press coverage and getting in their grill because Ben's getting rid of the ball so fast. So the anticipation, they're not even dropping back when they're coming up for like a hit right, route because weren't you just saying that they were doing a lot of 
lot of those those quick those quick uh, like spread offense uh, yeah. screens. Yeah, yeah, almost that's kind almost of their run the game. Runs. Yes, so yeah. it's been um, pretty frustrating there. And Ben's also turning the ball over, so you can't uh, have turnovers. But so that's keep... kind of the Steelers. Then is that? Do you think that the league has kind of figured them out? Where it's like, okay, the Steelers they're they're not using their run game, so they're just doing these these short wide receiver screens. So we'll force them to go over the top and. Sometimes you're you're kind of gambling. You're rolling the die with uh, with Johnson because it's like sometimes he might make the big play, but you know nine times he's going to drop the big play. So you know yeah. you're you're like your odds in that situation. Yeah, and Ben's turning the ball over, and he hasn't proven that he can throw the ball downfield consistently yet. He was yeah. doing it a lot earlier, but now he's just out of it. And down downfield, it's not he's not completing it anywhere near where he was before that. that. That is what you think of Ben Roethlisberger historically. He's going to scramble around, move around, throw it deep, and someone's going to be there. He almost always finds it, but he's missing open guys, and he's missing reads, and he's just he's getting rid of it way a lot quicker than before, and it's just not working. Now, I feel the Steelers are still good with their defense, though. Their defense is still an elite defense overall. We're holding teams rushing-wise uh, pretty well, and the passing-wise they're not throwing all over us either. We, they keep it, they're keeping us in the games. It's the turnovers and the uh, three and outs, which contributes to drops and not being able to run the ball. Um, that's really hurting. So I think it's I think we're able to, I think we're gonna be able to figure it out. But this week and the next two weeks, we're in the playoffs, and that's what I would just focus on. There's not gonna be really many fans and um, at games anyway, so it's not like home field really matters all that much. You play in Pittsburgh, so it's gonna be cold anyway. It's gonna be just as cold as in Cleveland or or Baltimore or anywhere else. So I feel like for the Steelers, what they needed to do is really just focus on the run game, try to get back into that, work on things, and then also try to stretch the field a little bit. Even if they lose to the Colts and the Browns, I would really work on getting us back to normal on offense. Defensively, there's nothing that I would really um, stress too much about there, but offensively, you have a few things you need to work out. I wouldn't abandon the run so early, even if you're down, just to work on it and get um, back to the ground and pound there and just hopefully by the time the playoffs come around you're you're you have your um everything sorted out there for the browns um they're i think they're the best offensive line in the nfl at least uh, pro football focus wise they've rated a bunch of the browns offensive line um linemen up there and they're they're really um it's showing that with the run game and baker has all the time in the world and when you give baker time he can he can really make some plays happen um we weren't seeing that um earlier in the year out of Baker but right now he's really uh connecting and he's almost like a streaky three-point shooter in the NBA where you start hitting and you just keep going I I think he's thrown one pick I think he's thrown one pick since um since Halloween so it's just been really uh scary to opponent opponent opposing defenses so um, I think the the Cavs analogy there is J.R. Smith I think he's definitely kind of like a J.R. Smith, but when he's hot, he's hot, and and he's hot right now. And he's distributing the ball really well, and that's momentum. I'd be excited if I'm a Browns fan there, but there's um, and they have a 93% chance of making the playoffs as of right now, so you're feeling really comfortable there. Um, But overall, I feel like you should be really happy, especially if you're playing the Jets. You can figure a few things out. And then the Steelers, it's going to be a big game. Um, That's going to be exciting Uh, in Pittsburgh. It'd be nice to for you guys to get a win there but i'm really rooting against that but we'll see oh it's in happens. pittsburgh it's in pittsburgh oh it's in i thought it was it's in cleveland. At, actually it's at cleveland so it's even yeah yeah it's even yeah you're, you're right it's yeah i was looking game. at tickets because it's yeah. like man of course like i'm not upset about mm-hmm. the browns doing well but yeah 
the year that we're we're ten and four and we're going to be potentially playing the game for for the division like title against the Steelers yeah. at home in Cleveland in yeah. Week Seventeen. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a, a Cleveland sports event that I want to be able to to be at. And I went online and and I checked, and this would be perfect for me and you to go at them, you know, but it checked and even the nosebleeds are going for like, I saw like 550 as of today, and this is Wednesday of the week ahead of time. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cleveland's excited. They get excited. They have a good overall fan base. They love their teams. Let's put it that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. um, But. Uh, no, just so going off of what you said, how do you feel about the the Steelers being the Colts? What do you think is going to happen there? Because I I don't feel I feel I feel like I almost feel a little too confident that you guys are going to lose that game. I'm I'm not there actually. Um, I see the Colts are favorites by a point and a half, which makes sense with how the Steelers have been playing. But I feel like they're going to figure out this funk. I think the defense is really strong, and I'm not really too concerned about I guess the Colts offense their defense is what's really been carrying them this year their offense has been pretty they've been all right they've been middle of the pack but I I just am not too I'm not fearing their offense I feel like the Steelers can win the game and they can control the game and they they will I think they will win the game if their offense is clicking and they don't have the drops and they focus on the run game but I'm not sure if that's going to happen because the last three games we've noticed that they haven't been able to do that so We'll see what happens there. I don't think there's a. I don't think there's as many things to correct as what it seems like. I think it's more of a momentum kind of thing and expectations. Expectations is really big overall for just general in life, but especially in um, playing wise. So or NFL wise. So you look at the Browns ten and four, Ravens nine and five, Steelers eleven and three. Expectations. We were eight and eight last year. We didn't make the playoffs. We have been. We can figure it out. We still have a really good defense. You would take if you were told us if you told me right now. Um, or at the beginning of the year, the Steelers would be eleven and three at one point. I'd be taking that every day of the week, especially coming off eight and eight yeah. and everything else that's been going on. So it's just all expectations right now. I think that they're in a funk right now, but I think they're going to be able to figure out the second half of the. Well, um, the, the question there is that Adam, because I'm I'm wondering. I don't know if you gave an answer or not, but do you think they'll figure it out by the Colts game? I think they will because the second half of the okay. Bengals game, they really turned it on. They scored, I think they outscored okay. them 17-7, which is it's still the Bengals, but they really started yeah. to figure it out. I don't think they had a turnover in the second half. They really started to, okay. it looked like they were starting to click almost. It wasn't enough. I think uh, it wasn't enough to finish the game, but uh, they started turning it on a little bit, and I think that they're going to carry that momentum with them. Um, Ben's a veteran. He's gonna, we're going to try to get everything out of him that we can, but we'll see what happens. Um, I think the team's really good. When you say they started to turn it on, did Ben start in on anything Deep he hit, or um, yeah, the first drive of the second half. Uh, I think they had two deep passes, and I think it was one James Washington in the right corner of the end zone on the first drive, where they went right down and scored after um the defense stopped them on a three and out. So it started to click for him. It looked like so. Okay, we'll see what happens. And then the rest of the half, they weren't too bad. I don't think we had any drops. We moved the ball decently. Um, and and I think we started to run the ball pretty well. Benny Snell had um, carried the ball 18 carries, 84 yards, which is like 4.7 yards per carry. So, we, I mean, overall in the game, if we stick to that, let's say we run it 25 times with Benny Snell or James Conner might be back next week, maybe we start, you know, 
putting, taking the pressure off Ben, taking the pressure off the receivers, running the ball, keeping the time of possession, and keeping the defense fresh. That's what I think the game plan needs to be. But we started to see a little bit more running. And granted, it is the Bengals, but we started to see that clicking overall there, which is nice because we hadn't seen that in weeks prior with, um, I think, what, 47 rushing yards against the Bills and I think it was um, 45 against uh, Washington. So wasn't yeah. a lot. So oh, Actually, 21 against Washington. 14 carries, 21 yards against Washington. So we had 84 yards just with Benny Snell. So it, it ended up clicking a little bit more, I feel like. So that's, well, that's something that we need to get more towards, especially with playoffs coming around the corner. Yeah, but what I, I mean, it's that is definitely the thing that you guys need to get going before the playoffs if you guys want to be competitive, the run game. But that was the the two ten and one Cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. and you're going up against the Colts, and I think the Colts are are up there for one of the top run defenses in the league, aren't they? I think they are. I think overall defenses there. Yeah. So, so that that will be the true like I guess we'll say pressure test mm-hmm. for for the Steelers run game and the the Steelers in general uh, going into the playoffs doesn't mean that they can't they i mean like we said they can lose out they can lose both games but uh so they can still figure it out before the playoffs but uh especially if they get a bye but um that's something that they're gonna have to figure out to be competitive i think it will it will i think that they're they're gonna really focus on it. I have faith in the Steelers to be able to do it like i said 11 and 3 um i would take it at the beginning of the year right now momentum's not going our way and that's a big factor into it but I still have faith in that they're going to do it I think they're going to do it against the Colts I have a good feeling about it just with how the team was able to run in the second half they looked a lot better I know it's the Bengals but you just need to like just like a three-point shooter you need to see the ball go in once you know start clicking there so that's that's what I'm thinking here um and the Steelers are a prideful organization so with the defense that we have we're going to be in every game if we don't turn the ball over I believe we beat the Ravens, or not the Ravens, I think believe we beat the Bengals, and I believe we beat the Redskins. So, I think on our last show you said that um, Devin Bush was out. And Bud Dupree. So, what's what's the status on them? Are they out the They're rest out of the year? year. They both tore their ACLs. Robert Spillane, who's the backup middle linebacker, has a stinger. He was out last week. And um, I think Vince Williams, another middle linebacker was out so we haven't had our middle linebackers the last I think two weeks or so so that's also something else that's factoring our defense is still doing really well um but we've had a lot of trouble at linebacker position we had we had four out last game so two are out for the season but I think we're going to get Spillane back and I think we will get Vince Williams back because he was on COVID um COVID reserve so I feel like getting those two back that'll help yeah, so I mean that's the reason the Raven or the Bengals could run a little bit on us, just because you know you're missing four linebackers and linebacker well, group is one of our. Core, and that's so. and that's why you guys don't want to have a loss with uh, the Colts going into Cleveland yeah. at home in Cleveland with the run game they have, because on the flip side, the the Browns have mm-hmm. a rushing. They've had compiled two thousand one hundred thirty-seven rushing yards this year, mm-hmm. and they're the rushing four point eight yards per carry. And a hundred, a hundred and fifty-two point six yards per game. I didn't even realize that. I mean, I guess that makes sense with with Chubb and, and Hunt both getting the workload, but that's that's pretty crazy. I don't know what what uh, like the baseline is. I'd love to see the league average, but I know at least for for ref. 
reference, the Browns are holding their opponents to 111 yards per game on the ground. So uh, that's a pretty big difference. Yeah, so but, the Browns are third overall rushing-wise yards per game, 152, like you said. Ravens are 172, and the Tennessee Titans are 160. That's coming from Derrick Henry having a big game recently and the Ravens getting back on track offensively and Lamar being back and healthy from COVID, and they're just running the ball a lot more. Um, and defensively, you said, defensively, the um, Browns are right in the middle of the pack, I think, um, overall. With it. okay. Yeah, yeah, yards per game. Yeah. Um, so. You know what I'd be interested in seeing, Adam? Mm-hmm. Can you check that out for the possession time? Because I find it interesting. The Browns this season, they're averaging 31 minutes uh, of possession time per game, mm-hmm. and their opponent is then averaging uh, 29 minutes. Yeah. So I think that that's pretty interesting because I know it's only two minutes, but on average, uh, that definitely makes sense with Stefanski and why he's wearing the offense he does because he likes to control the game a little more. Yeah, so for 2020, the um, team that's leading the league with time of possession is 32 minutes and 48 seconds, and that's a minute larger than the next team, which is on the L.A. Chargers, 31-46. The Browns come in at 11, 11 okay. with um, 31 minutes per game. The Steelers have 31, point, uh, 31 minutes, 15 seconds. Okay, and, uh, Who's at the, who did you say was at the top there? Uh, Green Bay by over a minute over the Green Tennessee. Bay. Yeah, really. 32. Where are the Titans at? Tennessee. I think they'd be pretty high. Twenty-eight minutes and twenty-nine what? seconds. Yeah, they're um twenty-sixth. It's interesting. I, but, I'm I mean, surprised they don't bleed the clock with Derrick Henry. Yeah, I, I don't know um, because the Chargers, 49ers, Cincinnati, and uh, Raiders are all in the top ten. So I'm thinking that maybe it's just they get scored on so quickly. Maybe not the Raiders, but the other three teams: Chargers, um, yeah. Bengals. And uh, 49ers, they might get scored on so much that they have the ball for oh, a of time, if that makes sense. But um, time of possession, yeah, that, that's definitely something you want to factor in whenever um, you're looking at the playoffs and keeping your defense fresh and wearing down the opposing defense. Now, the last three games, the Browns are one of the top. Um, they're second. Buffalo has three, 34 wow. minutes, 41 seconds, and the Browns are second with... 34 minutes, 15 seconds. So, wow, um, see, that's that's, that's more that's, of that's what I was expecting. And that's talking about momentum there, right? So the Steelers yeah. are 27 seconds, 20, uh, 27 minutes, 25 seconds. So it's interesting and I really, there. So, I really do think that that goes into uh, what we were talking about last week, just about how the gears are clicking in the Browns' offense and kind of Baker's, Baker's way of answering that question about Odell. Um, you know, the the point blank question of are you guys better without him is mm-hmm. and how he was just saying no it's just you know the gears are clicking in this offense so mm-hmm. it's not that Odell being out is really the reason but just the offense I mean this is Stefanski's first year mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to re- imagine and remember because we started off so so successful already mm-hmm. but his offense is only progressing as the players learn this playbook. You can so, see it open up. You can see the playbook start opening up. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's because I, I had heard that Baker never really ran uh, that type of offense before. You know, he, well, he never really did shotgun, the bootleg. You know, Oklahoma was a shotgun, never really yeah. under center. That was one of the concerns coming out of the draft for Baker was he's not under center. Can he, is he able to do that? Is he able to read the defense? Is he able to drop back and, you know, get in rhythm for that? But he has shown it this year, at least, that he has been able to. But that was a big... um thing coming out of college for Oklahoma they're more of a shotgun 
um, spread them out offense, you know, air raid offense kind of thing. So yeah. that's, you know, and then having four head coaches in the NFL um, doesn't really help you with getting consistency and right. whatnot. So, but as a I, I like what you said. I think last time you, you pointed out that, because I was saying how Patty Mahomes kind of has that, you know, just big playability where you can maybe break down the coverage and, or, you know, he might be stumped by the coverage and feeling pressure, but he's able to scramble out of the pocket and make a throw on the run. Mm-hmm. And you pointed out that, you know, we're seeing that more out of Baker. And and I think we are. I think that Baker's always kind of been that player, but that this offense just highlights that even more, you know? So I think Baker's starting to learn that, hey, this is actually, you know, an offense kind of tailored towards me. So, and now whenever he he becomes more and more comfortable with that type of offense, I mean, the, the sky's the limit, I think, with him. Because, you know, even though we've seen two years of Baker Mayfield in the NFL, we haven't seen two years of Baker Mayfield in a Stefanski offense. So I'm excited now. Yeah, I mean, the offense works. It's worked. Um, it worked well in Minnesota when Stefanski was there, and it's working well now. And, I mean, it just makes sense to win the Super Bowl or to be competitive in the NFL. You need to be able to run the ball and play good defense. That that's Those are two things that are going to be historically, I think, forever. If you can run the ball, you, you wouldn't stop, and that gives you time of possession like you were mentioning earlier, and it really yeah. gets you going. So, yeah. Okay, so, so I think we covered it with uh, the Steelers. You know, they can lose out, make the playoffs, and uh, win the division if they just win one of their games against the Colts or the Browns. Mm-hmm. Browns need the Steelers to lose, uh, and then they need to beat the Jets and beat the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And then Baltimore, we were saying, they can't win the division, but they do have this chance at the playoffs. But their their chance is, uh, is limited if they don't beat the Bengals. They need to beat the Bengals. Mm-hmm. So, that all said, uh, what do you think Baltimore is looking like now? Because I think they're an interesting team. They look like they kind of fell apart in the middle of the season, and then they they show that they were, you know, it was the same Lamar Jackson as as he was last year uh, when he showed up in the in the Browns Ravens game on primetime TV. So, so what do you think about the the Ravens getting another win now and and uh, rolling forward with that? Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of it's Lamar and COVID. So middle of the season, they had COVID almost every week, it seemed like. It just was a consistent story. They had postponements. That's hard to, whenever you're playing multiple games in a short period of time, right around Thanksgiving and whatnot, you're missing Lamar. It's harder to win without your quarterback that you literally tailor your offense to and your team to build around him. And if you don't have that guy, it's hard to replace it. RG3 is not going to do it. Trace McSorley is not going to do it. So we saw that with the Cleveland game when McSorley came in. Um, the fourth quarter a little bit just looked like a completely different offense and the defense was so they they smelled blood in the water I guess you know there was like blood in the water it seemed like and then Lamar came out first play touchdown it was like okay wow this is you know it flipped completely I will say whoever uh the Baltimore's backup is now it wasn't Swaley but they had a different backup in the Jacksonville game he was number two Uh, I think RG3 maybe no, it wasn't RG3. I don't think so. McSorley Unless he was healthy. Brett Hundley. Okay. I'll, go, I'll, yeah. I'll look that up. But he he actually filled in pretty nice compared to how their backup did against the Browns. So he's like a mini RG3. He's got some legs. Mm-hmm. Tyler Huntley, I believe, is his name. <laughs> okay. 
So, yeah. Hey, that's what you got to do for for playoff football. You got to have your backup ready because that. I mean, if you've got to throw in a, a backup quarterback in a playoff game, you know that could that's make or break right there. Mm-hmm. You need a Nick Foles, you know. Yeah, well, you. Need, I mean, every be great for every team having Nick. Foles. <laughs> like, every team wants one, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I feel like the Ravens are getting back on track, though, overall. Okay. I think Lamar's back. Um, they're looking good. They've put up uh, – they beat Dallas 34-17. Then they beat Cleveland uh, 47-42, which is a rivalry game. It's a big game. Uh, both really good teams. Both teams that are probably going to make the playoffs um, shoot out. Lamar balled out there. Um, nine carries for 124 yards, but it feels like every time he ran the ball, he was just – busting in just making a huge play getting a first down on like third down it seemed like then jacksonville they won 40 to 14 so i mean it's jacksonville it's dallas cleveland's good but it was a closer game but you're seeing blowouts you're seeing them put out points so they're getting that momentum they're you know that's something big for them is uh playing ahead with a lead so having the lead being able to run the ball that's that's their mo and then the rest of the year the giants i feel like they're going to be coming on a lot more next year they're almost like the dolphins of this year um dolphins of last year I feel like they're going to turn it on a little bit um, with Joe Judge as their, co- uh, as their coach. Saquon coming back, Daniel Jones getting another year under his belt. I feel like they're starting to figure a lot of things out. Their defensive line's not too bad. And then um, they play the Bengals, which is a rivalry game. You never know what's going to happen in those kind of games because the teams are familiar with each other and uh, they, they dislike each other very much like we saw on Monday. So yep. it's a rivalry game. They get up for that. The Bengals will probably get up for that game. But I still think the Ravens will do well. They can run the ball. They'll pound them. They'll physical them. And that's, they're going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. You and think so? They're not a team. Right. That, they're not a team that I would want to face in the playoffs. Um, that that's a team that would really, really just with Lamar Jackson being so special with what, what he does. I feel like that's the that's a really big threat coming out of the AFC North. Um, okay. Well, so obviously, me and Adam have been looking at using five thirty eight NFL to to predict to see what this playoff picture looks like. So, Adam, I just want to wrap this up with. Asking you for your final AFC North uh, Week 16 and Week 17 predictions to see what the odds say based on your your uh, choices. So, Steelers against Indianapolis. What do you got? I think the Steelers are going to beat. Uh, I think the Steelers will beat Indianapolis. All right. If they beat Indianapolis, they win the division um, and they're locked for the playoffs already. So. Steeler, okay, let's go to Browns versus the Jets, week yep. 16. I, I imagine the Browns are going to win that game. Uh, it's hard to lose games when you can run the ball like they do, and um, their def- the Jets don't have as many weapons as they um, as most competitive teams do, so they, okay. I, I think they're the Jets. So, so this is week 16, the upcoming week. If yep. the Steelers win or lose, they're, they're still in the playoffs. But if mm-hmm. the Steelers win, they lock up the division. If the Browns win against the Jets, they... Make, they lock up the playoffs. So all the Browns need to do is beat the Jets to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't think I quite realized that until now. That's, it's just like at our fingertips. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ravens versus Giants. Who do you give that to? I would go with the uh, Ravens. Give me the Ravens are hot. Okay. And then the Bengals, they don't matter. We won't do the Bengals. We'll give the Ravens the win over the Bengals. Let's just do that. Just give them the Okay. Point. Yeah, yeah. So now moving to week 17. Bengals versus Ravens. We're going to give um, the Ravens the win there. Ravens the win. Yeah. Okay, so that means that the that would lock the Ravens in the uh, in the playoffs. Yes. So to have three teams from the AFC North 
all that we need to happen is uh, the Browns win against the Jets in Week 16, mm-hmm. and the Ravens win against the Giants in Week 16 and against the Bengals in Week 17. And the Steelers and then, beating the Colts for the Ravens, and the Steelers need to beat the Colts for the Ravens scenario. Oh, so if the Bengal, if the Steelers don't beat the Colts, then the odds of the Ravens making the playoffs is 96%. Yeah. Okay, interesting. And then the ultimate prediction, though, even though it wouldn't matter for the division, who would you give it to, the Browns? Or the Steelers in Week 17 if at the, home. If the Steelers beat the Col- if the Steelers beat the Colts, like I think they will, they will rest players against Cleveland and play them in the playoffs first round. That makes sense. That's what they would do. That's what so Mike you Thomas so you give the Steelers an L. I would give the Steelers the L there, yeah. Because at that point it wouldn't set, matter, right? Yeah, it wouldn't you know? matter. You're gonna get Why rest, would you play? You locked up the division. You locked up the playoffs. They're gonna get rested, get healthy, play you guys in Pittsburgh. That's what matters because it doesn't yep. really matter that much. Since you guys will be twelve and four, we'll be twelve and four at the time with the scenario that we're playing out here. That's okay. what would happen, and we'd be like, oh, now, seeing let's Pittsburgh. go back to the scenario. Okay. If the Steelers lose to Indianapolis, yeah, what is your what's your chance of? What do you think is going to happen in that Cleveland game? Well, let's so. say, um, well, we'll go with five thirty-eight at first. That says the Steelers have a thirty-eight percent chance of winning the game because that's wow. the chance of winning the division there. So that's okay. what five thirty-eight saying there. Um, we lose to Indianapolis, and oh, you guys would beat the Jets. We think the scenario is going to be the way it is, other than this game now. Um, I'm not sure. I think we may, we we might even still sit players. I'm not entirely sure what Tomlin's thoughts are, but I, I actually we would play this. We would play it, and I see Mike. I just, I just, I don't. I haven't seen the Steelers lose to the, lose to the Browns much. I saw what they did the first game. I know it's a different team. I know Chubb's back, but. I still see the Steelers winning one of these next two games. I still see them figuring yeah. it out. So that's just well, where my thoughts are. Um, I can't blame you there. I can't blame you on, on that. I, But the one thing that I would differ from is I think that the Steelers are going to have a bounce-back game against Indianapolis because they're on a three-game lose streak, and they've lost some bad, to some bad teams. And I think that this is going to be their come-out-and-prove-it game. And the Steelers are known for just being that that gritty team that kind of comes out and has those statement those statement games. And I feel like you guys historically have success in Indianapolis mm-hmm. or against Indianapolis. I don't know if you guys are playing at Indy or what, but I just remember like the the Jerome Bed the Jerome Bettis fumble and everything. But then you guys made it out of that. We're at we're at home against um Indianapolis, but Ben historically has had two and a half touchdowns per game against him and one interception with three hundred and three yards and a decent completion percentage. So oh, historically, we've done well against the Colts. I don't think we've played him a lot recently. Last time was in t- two thousand seventeen, but historically, Ben does pretty well against the Colts. And like you mentioned with the uh, Jerome Bettis Super Bowl and um, playoffs um, in Indianapolis, we do pretty well. Yeah. So okay, we can wrap it up, but. I just totally forget what what happened with that Jerome Bettis fumble because I remember he fumbled it on the on the goal line and it hit the crown of like one of the Colts players and he fumbled it. But then like uh, the guy who was returning it uh, didn't Ben Roethlisberger have like a shoestring yeah, tackle? Yeah, like, was falling back and then Vinatieri yeah. missed the field goal. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was it was insane. Yeah, yeah. 
that was Ben, one of Ben's earlier years. Like, that was, you know, he was a young pup. He wasn't, you know, defense and running the football. It was mainly Steelers football, what historically Steelers football was. Yeah. Ben carrying us, or um, assisting, not carrying us, but more assisting, so. See, as everybody's hammering home now on the stats of, or just like, you know, the the noteworthy thing of the Browns not making the, the playoffs, you know, only one time since they came back to Cleveland and everything, and that being so long ago. But... I just always have to watch the playoffs and then I root against the Steelers <laughs> as much as I would root for the Browns almost. So that's that's the one thing that I had. So I, those games are burned into my head, burned in my memory where it, it's just like I remember thinking, oh my gosh, the Steelers are actually going to win this, or the, the Colts are actually going to steal this. And then Ben Roethlisberger, he, he chased down like, I think that was a cornerback that he chased down. I don't remember specifically. I just remember him making a huge play. And yeah. Really, yeah. That was that was a big... Uh, that that erased some Colts history right mm-hmm. there. That yep. single moment. Yep. But, so, but all right. All right. Um, we want to thank you for listening in and uh, enjoy the games this weekend. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm excited. Yep. See you, Adam. See you, Brian.